Hello, and why do I even still bother with this greeting thing? So as fate would have it, Martin had some New Year's holiday thing planned and left for Manchester before Audrey could show up at my new apartment, and thus Audrey's perfect streak of coincidentally not meeting my roommates continues. He said it has something to do with his project he can't quite get working currently, which means he's still not taking any actual breaks. I don't know how he does it, honestly. I, for one, have been having a great time on holiday. Not only am I able to kick back and relax without being anxious about Martin, I finally have the whole reason I moved here. My sister, the oh-so-busy. How dare she have a stable job. Thankfully, I'm here now to help her get the most out of her limited free time. First thing we did was swap Christmas gifts, of course, once again letting capitalism dictate social interaction. She genuinely laughed when she saw the mug that I got her. I mean, I knew she'd like it, but that reaction was really great. And what did she get me, you might wonder? Truly, the best thing I would have never thought of wishing for. She got me a pet bird that I don't have to take care of because it lives with her. So basically, she got a pet bird and I get to come over and look at it doing cute things. This is so great because, see, I'm a horrible pet owner. When I was a kid, I had a hamster, only Audrey literally had to do everything for it because I couldn't be bothered. I loved playing with it, but taking care of it... Oh well. She never really liked having pets, but she could take care of one, so this is just perfect. In order for her to show me my slash her new pet bird, we had to go to her place first, but later we came around to marvel at my amazing new living space, and I got to prove how much better it is than living with Greg. Like I said, Audrey never actually met Greg, which is almost too bad, because they both like Innie. I wouldn't mind her meeting Martin either, I'm sure they'd get along great. They have a lot in common. I mean... Audrey doesn't have Martin's aloofness, and obviously isn't an evil genius either. But besides that, they're both hardworking and into science. Which I still can't relate to, but choosing science as a field of study was my I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm doing what my sister did move, so not her fault. Anyway, back to the apartment tour. Audrey, too, was impressed by the fancy kitchen window I have that admittedly hasn't been very useful, seeing how Martin has managed to train me to use the table for eating purposes and not my bed, but it's still pretty cool. She actually really liked the way Rumi's door looked, and based on what I've told her about him, she's speculating he broke it and styled it this way on purpose. I don't know if I buy that. It seems like a lot of work without payoff for him to do it. Though, something we can all agree on is that the wallpaper is atrocious. Audrey asked why I don't just change it. We had a lot of fun anyway. She looked a bit tired. Okay, fine, like, seriously tired. But that is to be expected, and she rambled a bunch of excited nonsensical stuff about the places she saw during her research trip. Every time she talks about it, she just glows, kind of. It's amazing to see her so passionate about it, so as long as she's that happy, who am I to tell her to take it more easy? Just because I love moping about never doing anything important doesn't mean she has to. So, let's talk about Gordon. Side effect gut feeling or not, he's still such a great guy. He took me on a Christmas-themed date on Tuesday after I'd done everything I could think of to do with my sister, and it was really fun. We took a tour of all the Christmas food stands that were still open for some glorious reason, and then we went to go sledding in a nearby park. Granted, we only had cheap plastic sleighs, and by the end we were completely drenched in water, but that's what happens after every great sledding experience. 
We drove home shaking and laughing, and we huddled up under a big fluffy blanket and watched whatever obligatory Christmas movie came out this year. I don't even remember what it was about anyway. So yeah, he's great. And you know, he doesn't have to explain himself because he owns a lot of weapons. Heck, it's probably just a collection hobby. Those are popular. And I understand why he wouldn't tell me about it. If I were collecting plushies, I sure wouldn't be showing them off. And so what if those dirt stains on his trousers look suspiciously red? I don't have to justify myself to a podcast that no one listens to anyways. He's the best boyfriend I've ever had and curse me if I throw that away just because a bunch of dirt and knives. I'm going to talk about supervillains now because I don't have to talk about stuff I don't feel I have to talk about. So there. The front of actually well-known villains with an actual agenda are still on holiday break or whatever, so... India is reconnecting with its Liverpool Protector Initiative roots, which today mostly means going after small-time criminals who decided to make a name for themselves. Most of these guys end up arrested real fast, specifically because they decided to build a public persona. Newsflash mini-villains. The big bads, you know, actual villain league members, build a public persona because they have an agenda or a message that they want to broadcast out into the world, either because they have convictions or are insane. Either way, they have the resources and necessity to be a publicly known figure. Reaper wearing a costume, leaving notes and proof tape, and having a presence on the internet makes sense, because no one would know that he disagreed with any and finds radical measures against them appropriate if all he did was smash in their windows while wearing a ski mask. Meanwhile, you building a name for yourself, making yourself easily trackable, just so you can glorify yourself robbing a gas station, is really stupid. <sighs> this broadcast suddenly got very superhero-focused. I like it, so let's go with it for today. Because there's a villain that falls into the insane category that I'd love to talk about. I've talked about him before, actually. He's fought with Stargirl a bunch because she's one of the few fully superpowered heroes who can really take him on, which is why I got to get to know so much about him. He calls himself the Minimizer, which, yes, sounds really ridiculous, but these days you're either picking out a ridiculous villain or hero name or plagiarizing something that already exists, with all of the fictional comics being a bit of a barrier for the poor real-life folk. So anyway, Minimizer is one of the lucky born supers, no any injection needed. He was born with near invulnerability and immortality, which is really kind of unfair, more so than any other superpower people just get for no reason are. The important bit about him, however, is more what he does with it. He's been battling heroes ever since the first super generation, and the only reason why anyone could figure out so far is... He's insane. Well, it's widely suspected that he wants anarchy, one of those no-rules-no-government-no-sophisticated-life kind of person. He's killed three heroes so far, which is actually a world record. For once, we've got the American crazies beat. It's actually been about a decade since Imi struck against him very proactively, managing to track him with a permanent tracker, sending him on the run. He's still around, obviously, attacking a variety of government establishments every once in a while, which is more difficult than it sounds even if you are immortal, with all the any guards around and whatnot. But then he has to spend another month or so running and hiding so that he doesn't get arrested, which, miraculously, he's actually managed to do so far. Phew, that was a lot of superhero news this week. It kind of helps me to blow off steam in a strange way, looking up this kind of stuff. <sighs> I'm turning into Greg, I'm turning into Greg, but... No, I need to know this stuff. I live with an evil genius. This stuff could be useful. I'm like a superhero detective. Only, 
I'm really not. Okay, this is turning into a jumbled mess. I can't do this properly every week. You'll hear from me next time. Probably actually more about me again. Bye. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is a raccoon with hair loss.